Hello, Acaville fans. Welcome to Tacapella. I'm your host, John Lampus, here on Acaville Radio's weekly talk show. Today, I am joined with a guest who has been on the show before. This is the first time we're having a repeat guest. It's awesome. It is my good friend, Duncan Toomey. Duncan, thanks for coming on the show again. Thanks for having me. So, Duncan, uh, why uh, did you want to come on the show again? Well, I mean... I don't mind spending time with you. You're a cool guy, right? Yeah, no, I'm not really. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> I meant more no. in terms of uh, what 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 uh, knowledge do we what what topic do we want to discuss today that made you kind of be like, yeah, I can go talk into a microphone again for 49 minutes. Well, um, John, you and I are both, uh, or at least we're both uh, involved in uh, small upstart groups mm-hmm. that uh, that we started at our respective college experiences, and so I was thinking both we could small talk a little bit about schools. that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Duncan, just for the listeners who maybe didn't hear um, the episode you were on before, do you want to just tell them a quick little breakdown of uh, you and your group, like miniature version, ready, set, go? Yeah, the group that we started is called Crossman. Uh, it started our freshman year of college. It's Crossman with a K. Yes, uh, Crossman with a K. Uh, it started our freshman year of college, and it was a, uh, a fortet, a, a fortet, yep, a quartet. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I boy. like that. It was a quartet that we uh, put together. The four of us were living in the same hallway, and uh, we started singing together. We recorded a song and uh, put it on YouTube, and then it got spread around, and then we started gigging and became a legitimate group. That's Yeah, that sounds pretty much how it goes. So uh, my group was a much less, I think, organic process than Duncan's. I... Uh, just I just saw that they made a group, and then like a year later, I was like, "Yeah, I, I want to do this." So I started asking people, and I got four people together, and then we were singing, and then we realized one of our members really couldn't hold his part, and we had to go through the awkward process of while constructing a group, uh, letting someone go and bringing someone else in, and then pretty much a year after you guys started is when uh, we got started, and it was um, it was also like. Four music majors, we didn't live in the same hall, we're all different grades, but it uh, it was a very similar just kind of, all right, let's just throw this together, see what happens. Um, so I think to start off this hour, why don't we just hear a song by you guys, Duncan? Let's just kick it off with a little bit of music. So uh, why don't we listen to Crossman sing, uh, Duncan, I believe it's Down by the River, is that correct? Uh, yes, this is a medley of the two folk tunes down by the river and no time oh okay oh awesome let's hear to start off this hour down by the river performed by saint olaf crossman Let's go meet him in the skies We will hear 
wait here no time to wait for you no time to tarry here for I'm on my journey Sisters all fare ye well, sisters all fare ye well, sisters all fare ye well, for I'm on my journey home. I'm going down studying about that good old way, who shall wear the robe and crown, good Lord, Lord, brothers all. Before the end of time, we will hear the angels singing in that morning. That was pretty freaking good and pretty freaking cool. Duncan, if people want to listen to that, how can they do that? Uh, that is available on SoundCloud if you look up Crossman Acapella. That's again, that's K R O S S M E N Acapella, spelled the correct way. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So, Duncan, do you want to just kind of let's let's just talk about uh, creating a group because that's it's not easy and it's scary and it's hard and it's intimidating and people will think you're lame if it doesn't work. So, uh-huh. like. What was that process like for you? How did you feel about it? And what were the ups, the downs, the goods, the bads, and the uglies? I'd say the uglies were probably Aaron, our tenor. He's the ugly. <laughs> He's uh, really unattractive. <laughs> uh, I say that jokingly, Aaron, if you're listening. Um, yeah, he's really good looking. <laughs> um, well, the way that it started uh, was, and I talked about this a little bit on the previous episode mm-hmm. I was on, um, As freshmen, we were all just so excited to be, you know, together and singing. We originally had a larger group Mm -hmm. uh, of about 10 singers, um, and that group was called Harmonic Minors. Were they all tenor tenor bass voices as well? Yeah, it was all tenor bass. Um, Similar backgrounds? Were they all music majors or not all? Not everyone was, well, not everyone had decided their major at the time, but... um, Everyone, we were all in the uh, the Viking Choir, which is the freshman yeah. men's choir at Saint yeah. Olaf, um, and we had had a group of maybe uh, eight or seven mm-hmm. or eight, um, and then we wanted to fill out parts. So we did ask around the choir and see if there yeah. were uh, more people who were interested. And we hold a we held an informal uh, audition session, which was really not an audition at all because. We just had enough people, and we there had enough on the parts, so it uh, it worked out. And we had uh, a couple of us, especially Harrison, who is a later member of Crossman. Uh, Harrison and I brought in a lot of arrangements that we had from our high school a cappella groups. It's always really nice when you have a um, a kind of source already to yeah. of music. You don't have to arrange right then and there. Yeah, and so we 
worked from those for a couple weeks. The the group remained alive for a few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, but it didn't exactly sustain very well. Um, and what I think, do you mean by that? Sustain. Well, part of it is that there was already a male acapella group on campus, the Limestones, and mm-hmm. that is the uh, the main male acapella group that's associated with St. Olaf College mm-hmm. and has been for. Uh, must be coming up on 26 years now. Part of the reason that we wanted to start our own group is because the process to get into Limestones would take a full year and we... Right, because they don't let you audition until you're a sophomore, is that right? Yes, and we were impatient. Yeah, (laughs) I would be too. But with Harmonic Minors, what happened was really people uh, didn't take the process very seriously because we didn't have a uh, a very serious process. Gotcha. Um, as we, uh, the, the way that the group started was very um, casual. Not necessarily casual, but uh, disorganized. Gotcha. And uh, our rehearsal processes were, uh, there, there was very little cohesiveness mm-hmm. uh, in that there was no like defined leader of the group. Yeah. Uh, and with that many people, it can get pretty hectic. Yeah. Um, and then. Before we knew it, people kind of stopped showing up. They seemed disinterested. And yeah. so uh, we dissolved the group. And then it wasn't until December that we had really talked about uh, starting up another group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that originally began with, uh, I was planning on arranging uh, Riotone's Butterfly for, mm-hmm. for three three baritones um, because I wanted to see if I could do that. It, yeah. um, <laughs> and then... When uh, the conversation came up and uh, we just happened to have everyone around who would become the group, I decided, okay, I'll arrange this for four parts. And uh, we sang through it. And we didn't really expect a, uh, a group to come of it at mm-hmm. the time. We just wanted to, to get together and sing. Yeah. And it, it really took off in a way that we never expected. And then sounds like the rest was history. So that's that's really cool. And that's... I think it's one thing. So I'm, I'm going to uh, grad school in just a few weeks, and I want to start a guy's acapella group there, a tenor-based acapella group. And from what I understand, this at Colorado State, there is no, there's no tenor-based acapella group. So going in there, there's I think it won't be too hard to do that because there's going to be like an appetite for that kind of music. But what you did and what I had to do at University of Puget Sound is you create a group that directly competes with another one for members, in a sense, for tenor-based voices. Maybe, you know, style of music will be different, stuff like that. But it's still, it's almost, when I did Timberman, I kind of felt like I was sort of challenging the other group. Maybe maybe not outright. I didn't, you know, declare war on them, but, or egg them or anything. But it's, it was, it was still a bit of a cultural kind of shakeup. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering what, what was that like for Crossman? Kind of, you, you're trying to create a tenor-based group while there already is one on campus. Did you have any, any interactions with members of the Limestones? Did any of them try and stop you as... Some trying to at um, UPS for Timberman or what? What was that like? Because that's that's an awkward kind of uphill thing, politically to navigate. Mm-hmm. It it has been uh, not has been at first. It was somewhat awkward. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't so much the members of the groups, but uh, fans of the Limestones were oh, were uh, quick to um, were, were quick to say that this would be a a budding rivalry. Um, and we jumped onto the uh, at any social media out that we could, saying mm-hmm. we don't want to compete. We just want to make music, mm-hmm. and you know we're glad to have other groups that can make music too. Um, from what I understand, I mean we, you know, 
we're we're a bunch of college guys. We joke about one another. Mm-hmm. Um, they joked about us. We joked about them. But at the end of the day, we did love and respect one another as That's groups. Good. And then th- there were several occasions uh, throughout Crossman's run at St. Olaf where we performed with the Limestones and mm-hmm. with Agnes, the women's acapella group. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I'd say it was a, a healthy relationship. That's nice. That's really nice. And I, when creating Timberbend, I had probably not as good a relationship with the other guy, the other tenor bass acapella group, um, uh, Garden Level. I had um, one of their members tell me that we couldn't do anything besides barbershop music, because uh, that's what we kind of thought we were going to start as, and then we're like, no, we want to do pop, we want to do all of it. Right. Um, and, I had, and we had the president uh, of uh, the of garden level the tenor base large tenor base group and then another uh, someone from another acapella group tell us that we we couldn't do um, anything besides that specific genre besides barbershop or doo-wop and it was a very and that was in our like second semester when we really were like going maybe our second performing semester and that was really awkward mm-hmm. and i think it definitely set up a not great relationship mm-hmm. and i've had awkward encounters about us like you know we, we've not flop you know we both tried to get the same members sometimes Mm -hmm. they've gone to them sometimes they've come to us uh sometimes we've they've rejected people who we've taken we've rejected people who they've taken and i won't deny that it was it wasn't a great relationship i had good relation i mean i lived with uh one of the other members who was fine um but there was definitely a sense of uh them being uncomfortable that we were a thing Mm -hmm. and i'm really glad you guys had a positive situation and i don't know entirely what it's like now with Timberman and uh, Garden Level at UPS, and I hope it's better. But there's definitely, I think, at small liberal arts schools, um, it's it's a small community. So, I mean, not small, but a small-ish community. Mm-hmm. And there's only, like, a certain number of music majors. So there's And there's a sense that there can only be one of each. Because, um, you know, they're at, like, Yale. They have, like, 10 tenor-based groups or whatever. I don't know, not that many, but stuff like that. So it's... I definitely think there can be a feeling of, ooh, you're stepping on this person's, their toes if you're doing this kind of music or if you're going to create this kind of group. And what I think Timberman and Crossman have in common um, that uh, in comparison with Garden Level and the Limestones is that, and this is honestly when I was making Timberman, I thought of this, like, well, like, St. Olaf has Crossman and Limestones, but Limestones, like, like 12 or 13 if i is that correct or um it's constantly in flux depending on uh who auditions and Mm -hmm. how and what and gotcha but it's larger uh uh, yeah it is a larger group um generally at least eight gotcha and that and for me on that it's that on its own is like i think that's that's different enough for me it's a different flavor it's a different it's a different sound different kinds of arrangements Mm -hmm. and not to say anything about different kinds of voices and different approaches to performing and arranging and what the overall feel of the group is. Because for me, I thought, let's say I created, I think one member was saying like, okay, no, we should expand to like eight or 10 or whatever. And then I'm like, no, then we're just going to, what is going to separate us from the other, from Garden Level? What's what's going to separate us from the other 10 or base groups? So I think, uh, and then what's, in more importantly, like to the audience, like what are they going to, they're going to be like, oh, you guys are pretty similar to them. We're not, we wouldn't be diversifying the gene pool of acapella right. at UPS as much. And so your guys' example kind of of being a small group while there was also a larger group, I was kind of like, yeah, that I think that makes sense. And why we didn't necessarily have quite as positive a relationship uh, with the larger group, um, I think 
those two musical approaches created a, a, a enough of a difference mm-hmm. between the groups that made me feel kind of like, okay, this is doable. Yeah. Another thing that I think made the uh, relationship between Crossman and Limestones a little healthier is mm-hmm. that Crossman and Limestones were never competing for members. Oh, really? Um, Crossman, oh, right, yeah, because Crossman's four people, and though it's always, it was always the same four people. Yeah, we were four members. We started in the same class, and we all graduated together, and now the uh, group is no longer active. Yeah. Um, and so... And Limestones still is active. Yes, Limestones is, is still very much active and very much a, a part of the... Uh, St. Olaf acapella scene and will continue to be so for a very long time, I expect. That makes a lot of sense because for Timberman and Crossman, it was, or Timberman and Garden Level, we were definitely competing for the same members like mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And uh, how, how big is St. Olaf? How many students? Um, you know, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but it's on the larger side of small. Okay. Because we were 2,600, mm-hmm. um, which I think is on the smaller side of small or like mid small. Yeah. I and... want to say around 3,300. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we only had, like, a couple tenor-based music majors every year, like, two to four, three or four. So there was always a big, like, comp- it was a big thing to try and get those members. And I was only there for two rounds of auditions, essentially. And But, you know, we had people graduate. We weren't like Crossman. We had different people every year. The group was never the exact same semester to semester. Right. Um, because it was just constantly, we were adding new members or someone would leave. And, um so it was like like garden level so i think that's a really good point that on its own there's like a bit of a competitive aspect from the get-go whereas with you guys um with limestones and crossman it was just about kind of like the the quote-unquote battlefield was just in like the performances in a sense not as much in the not that you like performed at the same time or whatever Mm -hmm. but like the the battlefield was essentially just in performances less getting to the performances in mm-hmm. sense and building up the group yeah um i'd say that's fair yeah and i think um it, everything's even more heightened when it's like a smaller group and we're just trying to survive and get members to like sustain ourselves yeah. in a sense so there's definitely i think um those are both two really interesting uh small to large um group uh relationships that i think future groups uh anyone listening who might want to make a small group or a large group can learn from because it's it's tricky to navigate, but mm-hmm. it's I think it's I think it's worth doing, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of small groups and upstarts, I'd mm-hmm. love to hear something that uh, Timberman has done. No. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, see yeah. you next time. All right, then. that's uh, <laughs> that's Tacapella for you. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, let's listen to uh, Timberman's like main song. It's a song called Shaboom. It's our. It's a song I chose to be our like tradition song we sing it at every concert or pretty much every concert um and it's it's really fun this is an arrangement originally by deke sharon and ann raw that me and greg star kind of went back and tweaked uh to make it for five voices five tenor bass voices and i i think it uh, i think it worked out pretty well and this is so this is the timberman from the university of puget sound at the 2015 acapella extravaganza singing shaboom originally by the chords Hello, hello again, Shaboom, and hope we meet again. Life can be a dream, Shaboom, if only all my 
Shaboom, if I could take you up in paradise up above Shaboom, and tell me, darling, I'm the only one that you love Life could be a dream, sweetheart, hello, hello again Shaboom, and hoping we meet again Shaboom, shaboom Shaboom, shaboom Shaboom, shaboom Listening to community supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, giving listeners worldwide something to sing about. And welcome back to Tacapella with host John Lampus and guest Duncan Toomey. Man, I always love your radio voice, man. <laughs> so, continuing on our little topic. Oh, and we just heard uh, again that was. My group, the Timbermen, you can hear me singing in there. Uh, that was my group, the Timbermen from the University of Puget Sound, singing Shaboom, originally by the chords. So, Duncan, like, I think a thing that happens when we talk about starting groups, and I think it's something that I've, I've kind of gone through many times because I tried to create three different, like, groups, not all at Puget Sound, I think, or I, I like, tried to make a three different quartets kind of happen before Timbermen finally stuck. One in high school just for fun, one uh, over the summer just with friends, just, you know, for fun, and then another uh, that would end up be the before Timbermen, like a semester before Timbermen actually happened. Um, and, then, and all those kind of dissolved for their own reasons, and all those just didn't hold together. And I think the idea of creating a group is kind of scary because it's not like creating a new group because with well, something like Limestones at St. Olaf or something like Garden Level at Puget Sound, like, they've been around for a while, so there's, like, expected, okay, the group's going to be here next year. It's going to stay a thing, and it's going to... What happens a lot is that because it's not, like, a surefire thing, I always get a sense, there's a sense of, like, maybe nervousness or, like, unsure if, like, is everyone going to show up to the next rehearsal? What If someone doesn't show up or something's not working out, what are the processes you go through? How does it all stay together? Because it's a framework and it's a system that you create. And you're like the principal, you're like the teacher in a sense, and you have to hold it together or you and your members have to hold it together. And so I'm wondering, Duncan, I think you have a really good experience in that you were in harmonic minors and that for, you know, various reasons uh, dissipated. And I'm wondering what was different between harmonic minors into Crossman and what made one stick and what made the other not stick? Um, well, I think the the main reason that Crossman was such a great success in terms of staying together as a group uh, compared to harmonic minors is that in harmonic minors we started by searching for singers mm. um, but yeah. with Crossman the group started as a product of our friendship mm. pretty and cute. so we we began that without the idea of making an ensemble gotcha. uh, we we did that as a uh, which can be kind of a big hurdle in a sense to kind of just think about like oh we're making a group like that's a big mm -hmm. thing so you kind of stumbled into it it seems yes yeah. we we really um 
we kind of started on accident. Oh. Um, if I mean, that's one way to look at it. We we started because we wanted to look through this uh, arrangement mm-hmm. and uh, just see, you know, how it went, how mm-hmm. how we could do. Uh, and I think we continued to stay together and we remained uh, true to the process because we were close with one another and yeah. not because not because we were attached to any sort of uh, obligation. Gotcha. Um, we all really wanted to be in each other's company, and that was one of our ways to do that. That's that's really, really cool. I definitely didn't have that as much. Definitely for me, how I approached it was I want to create a group. I want to like go through this big process, this big kind of hurdle across this big chasm and make a group and have it be an official thing and create a sense of obligation and create a culture. And I think that is a little scary and kind of intimidating. And for me, it was, um, I didn't necessarily choose my best friends. It'd be nice if I could have, but my best friends weren't, um, singers. Uh, Mm -hmm. I chose, I chose the like most talented people I could think of. Um, and then had to switch one of them out, but I chose like the three best like musicians I could think of. And we were all, like, kind of friends. I, I was, like, honestly, wasn't... I can't say I really talked to any of them now at the original Timberman. They're friends. One was a fraternity brother. But it was definitely... I, it wasn't brought together for that same reason of, of based on friendship. And I'm sure that created a very different... That, that was a different kind of process in regards to just, like, personal dynamics and all that stuff um, than it would be at Crossman. So I think that's really, really cool that you had that. For me, it was definitely, we. these were four people, me and three other people who wanted to make something new. And we weren't necessarily driven by friendship, um, but we were driven by a desire to create something and to have, and to just have a really unique musical outlet that was ours, that would give our egos a boost, mm-hmm. and that would be our own special thing and leave our mark. Because uh, the first um, group at... The very fir- the first four members of Tim Ren before we switched the one guy out it was a freshman sophomore junior and senior and we had this and I think the senior wanted to do it because it was kind of like his kind of a last draw for him me it was like I finally want to do be in an acapella group and really get this going and sophomore and freshman I think were like oh we're we're kind of new and we can get it on we can get on this thing from like the ground level and continue it and have it be this like we can kind of be the shepherds and keep the group going right. Um, and none of the original Timbermen are in it anymore because one graduated. We had to ask one to leave. Uh, one ended up leaving on his own choice just because he wanted to, and another ended up having to leave because of uh, vocal problems. Mm. Uh, but it's, I wouldn't, I'd say we didn't get to like go up the friendship level until my uh, fourth and final semester in Timbermen, where we did have auditions and everything, and we had, I was legitimately friends with everyone in that group. So I, I think friendship is something that can really be overlooked really easily mm-hmm. and it's it's really really cool when you are good friends with someone uh people who love what you're doing and love what they're doing and love the same activity you all do together because uh, then i think it's just a healthier environment and a better field to like sow the seeds of something awesome in on, a sense. on the note of friendship there's mm-hmm. something that i did not mention earlier but yeah. i think it was uh, uh fundamental to the success mm-hmm. of crossman is that uh, every step along the way, we had the support of our friends who are not uh, singing in the group. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, we we always say my uh, 
roommate of four years, mm-hmm. uh, Jack is his name, uh, is really the, the fifth member mm-hmm. um, because he was there when it started. And, mm-hmm. uh, and um, among others, there were tons of people who uh, were uh, just very supportive and, and really uh, helped us find our voice as an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... I think it's important to not only have uh, friendship in the group, but also mm-hmm. to have uh, friends on the sides who are really supportive of that. Yeah, absolutely. I we didn't have. I didn't. I don't think we had nearly as much kind of support like that as you did. I we had a few very close friends um, who were like like three or four who were like, yeah, I hope it goes well. But for a sense, for us, I think we were pretty much we we're kind of on our own. I. I think it would have been nice if we had had like a big group of people kind of rooting for us. And I think we gained that over time, but more in terms of fans than I think in terms of uh, like close friends, we each had our own individual friends who kind of supported us, but Mm -hmm. um, we were four guys who were all very invested in what we did. And for all, I think for all four of us, our studies took priority over, over like socializing a lot of the Mm -hmm. time. Because um, we're vocal, we were all vocal performance majors, all putting in you know the hour day of practicing and all and blah 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 blah. So I I think that social support system is super cool, and I think it's so great you guys had that. And I bet that comes through in your performances and how you interact with each other and how rehearsals go and just how the group continued. Yeah, I think it also really speaks a lot to the nature of Saint Olaf College. Yeah. Um, being uh, and that's one thing about smaller colleges is mm-hmm. that you develop a very strong sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our freshman year, we were supported in large in large part by uh, the other members of our residence hall, oh, okay. um, who had heard us, you know, mm-hmm. rehearsing or maybe mm-hmm. singing in the stairwell, or uh, we performed at a couple open mic nights. Yeah, um, I'd say we didn't really have a uh, large fan base mm-hmm. for for the first uh, year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't actually do any, like, actual public St. Olaf performance mm-hmm. until, uh, I think it was until our junior year. Oh, okay. Um, everything prior to that was either um, around town or, mm-hmm. um, well, we did have the uh, opportunity our freshman year, actually just a, a couple months after we uh first began Mm -hmm. to go to DeKalb, Illinois and host the uh, International Championship for High School Acapella. That's awesome. As as the host group, because uh, one of our members, Harrison, had ties with Mm -hmm. uh, his former high school director who Mm -hmm. is connected with Varsity Vocals. And so we got set up with that, uh, which was uh, just an incredible springboard uh, of motivation for us as well. Um, And at that point, it really felt... That, that's when we really felt, at least for me, mm-hmm. that's when it really felt like we were an official acapella group yeah. doing things and, uh, and, and being a part of the larger acapella scene. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I bet, just thinking about, you know, you're talking about being in the same dorm and everything in the same residence hall. I bet Timberman might have had a similar experience had it been created from four people in the same dorm or were part of some community. Mm-hmm. Um, Besides just the school of music, because we were four different, four, we were all in the same major, um, but we came, we were all from Derry, we were all in like different fraternities and different, uh, one of us lived off campus, one of us lived in a freshman dorm, one of us lived 
uh, in one dorm, the other lived in a fraternity house. We were all from very different locations. And I, I just think that, um, yeah, I think there's positive and negatives to both. I think we kind of, uh, in one sense, we kind of had uh, representation across different parts of the campus in a sense. We were like, okay, we have someone in Greek life. We have someone on the Frisbee team. Mm-hmm. We have someone in the theater group or whatever, stuff like that. We have someone who's very involved in like the Tacoma art scene, whatever. Um, but I definitely, I, I think it was definitely harder in that we didn't have a specific kind of just like, uh, support system from one area, yeah. uh, and would and we had we absolutely had individuals, great awesome individuals who helped. Uh, but I I think I think when you're talking about creating a group and you think about group creation and group culture, you can't help but look at the things outside of the group and mm-hmm. how they support and build up and act as pillars for the group itself. Yeah, uh, there are several. Uh not even acapella groups, but mm-hmm. musical groups that have come out of various uh, organizations that mm-hmm. are not even related to music, like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, army bands and army choirs mm-hmm. or the, yeah. the Intel singers, things yeah. like that. Um, I think that especially for uh, for upstart groups, it's really helpful to have uh, to have that pre-existing connection. Mm-hmm. That said, I do think that the representation of, like, all the things around campus is a really interesting mm-hmm. dynamic that can be brought to acapella groups. Mm-hmm. I, for one, think that it lends itself more to the large group dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was one thing that uh, drew a lot of people in with Limestones, was mm-hmm. that uh, not every one of them was a music major. In fact, yeah. most of them were not. And that yeah. was great about the group. Mm-hmm. You know, we had uh, uh, computer science majors. We had football players. Mm-hmm. Um, and having uh those different walks of life come together uh, yeah. in music was uh, there there is something really powerful to be said i for agree that. and that's that's what timberman is now mm-hmm. uh at ups and that's what we were pretty much in the last semester we had a grad student we had myself vocal performance music ed we had a spanish major who's a great tenor voice danny who's been on the show before we had a guy from Hawaii, who's like an exercise science and Japanese major, um, involved in a lot of stuff like that. And then we had a, a like a brand new freshman um, who just like just got there, not a music major at all. But and then it's even more diverse now. There's one music major, and there's a few people from the choir. But it's all. Um, I do agree that I think it lends itself better to larger groups. But it is cool when it's in a small group when mm-hmm. you have these like five, four or five different perspectives on how to approach the same thing. Right. And I think that's really valuable and something that maybe if you are composed of people from the same kind of cloth in a sense or the same corner of campus culture, it is good to kind of seek out the other opinions or see maybe um, color outside the lines in a sense and try and figure out where else you can go and what else you can see and what other uh, opinions or opportunities or all these things you can incorporate into the group to create a more diverse and uh, wide-reaching um, group culture. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take a little break. And Duncan, I'd love to listen to a group that uh, you said inspired uh, Crossman quite a bit. And uh, what group was that? Well, this is a group that inspired uh, a lot of the way that I arrange mm-hmm. uh, or the way that I treat uh, a small number of voices in a group. Mm-hmm. This is Rockapella. Sweet. And uh, we're going to listen to, I believe it's A-Punk. Yes. Is that correct? Yes, Sweet. originally by Vampire Weekend. Awesome. So we're going to listen to that, and we're going to be right back here on Tacapella. Hey, 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 hey. 
hey, hey, hey. Look outside the rain, come, come and say, oh. Look outside the rain, come, come and say, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, 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 hey. Community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, the only place where drums are replaced by boots and cats. And we are back here on Talkapella with my guest Duncan Toomey. So we've been talking about creating groups and small groups, and I'd love to hear, Duncan, you've been in a large group before, and I, we've kind of talked about this before on a previous episode, not you and me, but another guest, and I'd love to hear what your experience was like, because um, you were in a, like, not a full-on, like, large group, like, 25 people, but you're in a group of, like, eight, or not nine in high school, mm-hmm. and going into a group of four, and I'm just wondering what that was like in just overall music making, and what, what that experience was like as we've been talking, as it relates to all the things we've been talking about. Well, one thing that uh, probably the biggest thing that stands out as a difference to me is that when I was in Crossman, mm-hmm. uh, our rehearsal dynamic was very much everyone is making decisions. Yeah, uh, We're all uh, sharing ideas and bouncing things off of one another and saying, no, I don't like this or mm-hmm. this or that or the other thing. And we weren't afraid to call each other out on mm-hmm. uh, when mistakes were being made or if uh, intonation was squiffy yeah uh, we could just say like that word. you know squiffy. so-and-so can you lighten that up a little bit more mm-hmm. or, or something like that yeah um whereas in 
uh, when I was in high school, I was in Cloud Nine, which mm -hmm. was a uh, nine-person acapella group mm -hmm. uh, that also was in flux. But mm -hmm. the years that I was in, it was mm -hmm. usually around nine. Um, the the feeling with that was very much uh, that we were all singers there to listen to our director. Yeah, because um, you had because the directors were you had a director who was yes. not a singer in the group. We had a director who was not a singer in the group. Gotcha. And they were um, they were like an adult music person. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, and you know that worked that worked well for Cloud Nine. Mm -hmm. um, there were some other issues uh, that were related to that, but in terms of music making, um, that was an effective model. Cool. Um, unfortunately, Cloud Nine has since dissolved. Really, I did not know that. Oh, yes. That's a bummer. Um, their, uh, the directorship was in flux, mm -hmm. and then uh, the new director uh, moved, and uh, then they tried to keep it running with just students for a little while, and it That's uh, hard. it just didn't work. Especially in high school, it's very yeah. difficult to make. And it's that different. Happen. It's from each everyone. A lot of people are from different high schools, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Hard. It was different high schools from the Portland area, and yeah. so to to have that be the case, I'm yeah, sad to. To see that the group has uh, is no longer mm -hmm. uh, active, yeah. but um, when I was a part of that group, it mm -hmm. was uh, we were talking a little bit a little bit about this earlier. It was a collection of people from from various walks of mm -hmm. life uh, yeah. as well. We had um, sportier people. We had um, sporty. Yeah, <laughs> we had dorkier people like myself. Um, yeah, and. Just about everything in between. Mm -hmm. um, one thing also that was special about that was since we were not connected specifically to one high school, mm -hmm. um, we were able to, uh, well, that posed its own challenges, um, but it got us into the wider Portland scene when we were performing. Mm -hmm. um, you all had an in with someone, like you all were connected to a bunch of different music scenes, essentially, your music people. Yeah. Unfortunately, when I was part of the group, we were never more than made up of two or three high schools. Um, okay. But uh, it was it was largely Cleveland High School where mm -hmm. I went, but we had members uh, who went to Grant and mm -hmm. uh, Franklin and other high schools from the Great Portland schools. area. Yeah. Um, but uh, we were able to do more community performances at yeah. uh, uh, local events, um, local shops. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I believe we performed Zoo Lights one year. Uh, nice. It, uh, yeah. Uh, and being, uh, being a part of a group that was not tied down, I think it... Uh, That's very interesting. You're tied to a community, not necessarily an organization. Yeah, we were, we were not, you know, the Cleveland High School Cloud Nine yeah. or anything like that. Uh, that said, they typically did performances mm -hmm. wherever the... The, most students came the highest from. concentration so of Cleveland, students mostly yeah. Cleveland uh, after I left I think it was Wilson um, but yeah um, but what really stands out is the uh, the way that the rehearsals were yeah, run one director kind of running yeah. everyone logistically musically versus everyone's a director which yeah. is what Timberman had first as well we were all music majors we were all directing ourselves and critiquing ourselves and each other yeah which which did you prefer? Um, I definitely preferred the uh, the Crossman model. Yeah. Um, 
I think it was, well, we were, uh, three of us were music education, the other was vocal performance. Mm -hmm. And so we all were very much uh, aware of the processes that we mm-hmm. wanted and to had to do to achieve what we were after. Yeah. Um, so I think... And you're all studying that. So yeah. you're like, all the time you are learning different things about yeah. how to get better and better. Because you're all trying to improve yourselves as musicians. And when you're all doing that, that stuff's going to bleed out into the group and trickle down to the group, which is yeah. so nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for uh, for a group like Cloud Nine, it would be much harder to have mm-hmm. uh, everyone, you know. Oh yeah, chiming in. It's so many. That's that's too many opinions. I don't. Yeah. I feel like that model, unless you're all like, it's something like um, uh, Straight No Chase or Chanticleer, where you're all like professionals, like mm-hmm. literally professionals. Um, like I feel like you can't do the kind of Crossman Timberman where everyone's a director model. More than six people, I think it just. I think it's going to get really really it's just going to be harder to navigate and it's going to be harder to balance opinions and make sure everyone's kind of satisfied but i think four people four to five people that works really well yeah and i think that doing that uh having everyone have a voice in a larger group is a good thing Mm -hmm. um but i don't think well first of all it's significantly harder because Mm -hmm. of the size of the group and because of the uh the diversity of experience yeah um but there are, I, I think that it is still possible in a more structured way. Yeah. Yeah. So rather than... Maybe you have a way to, like a kind of a, um, like you said, a structure, a system of how you kind yeah. of go about either giving critiques or, um, yeah, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. Rather than anyone having the ability to stop a run and say, here's what we need to yeah. work on. Yeah. Um, you know, I think having a, a more structured... Uh, manner of everyone being able to provide feedback is super important because if members of the group don't feel like their voice is being heard then Then, they have no reason to stay yep and frankly if you're in a situation like that then i i know that personally i wouldn't want to be a part of a group where i don't have a voice yep Um, yeah i know that makes a lot of sense and i think i think that's I think that's probably a pitfall a lot of new groups fall into and they're trying to make something mm-hmm. and why I think I, while it might be musically harder, I like it and I think it's easier when it's a smaller group of like four or five because then you can get everyone's opinion and they all direct the flow and the direction of the group and they all create a space for themselves to be both singers and to also be um, musicians and music mm-hmm. directors and presidents and organizers and everything and you all do it together it's pretty it's pretty cute so just kind of to wrap up this episode i think Tuck and i kind of want to go through just we've been talking we've been giving talk discussing a lot about how to do a group and how to make it in our experiences but just kind of some tips on if you were trying to start a group you know we're recording this on uh, july 31st harry potter's birthday and um you know this new school year is coming up whether you're in high school or going to college or you're about to go audition for a group or if you're in college and want to start a group uh, you know, I think I think as two people who both started successful and that they like the groups continued and musically flourished. I think can uh, we can say a thing or two, and they it's probably not going to screw you over. Yeah. So, Duncan, what's your first uh, acapella tip? Uh, well, I would say that a good acapella group can come from any motivation, whether it's you really want to make a group that lasts or you just want to get together with friends. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I'd say if you want to start a group, know what you're after. Yep. I would say my another tip for me, a tip for me would be get the most attractive members you can. Because that's just <laughs> more important than music or whether you like each other, just uh, looking attractive. You know, I think that's, uh, nope, that's not that's not a thing at all. 
I would say uh, know where your arrangements are coming from. I'm going, mm-hmm. I'm going, like I've said a billion times, I'm going off to grad school. I'm probably not going to, I don't really sit down and arrange that much. I do with Duncan when we're home for breaks, but what I usually do is I find arrangements. I have a big collection and I know what arrangements I'd want to do with the group. And I, in, I hopefully, when I, if I do start a group um, out at CSU, a tenor-based group, there will be other people who have arrangements or want to arrange. But for me, my source of arrangements are going to be coming from the giant collection I've been amassing over the past five years. Um, because if you don't do, because you don't, if, if you need to, you don't want to be arranging down to the last second because then the arrangement's not going to come up, right? You want to have something ready to go and not be pushing yourself to the point where the arrangement's going to suffer and it's not going to be as good for a group just because you need to hit a deadline of when you need to start learning it. So that's that's another one for me. Mm-hmm. Give us another, Duncan. Um, I'd say if you do arrange for your group, that's something that we did with Crossman mm-hmm. a lot uh, and that we've done together for Timberman. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do arrange for your group, uh, really pay attention to the voices that you have. Uh, yep. Arrange for the voices you have, not necessarily for the voices you want. Yep. Um, but uh, play to the strengths of the people in the group. And like, like when we talk about Roman Candle, there's a ton of high falsetto stuff on that because Crossman is mm-hmm. good falsetto. And yeah. it, I think it came out really well because we arranged for a group, for a yeah. specific group. And I'd also say on that note, in terms of selecting repertoire, select repertoire that you uh, that that works with with the dynamic of your group. Yeah, and the skill level. Don't be afraid to do easier things. I think if you if you are choosing stuff, it's like your first semester, and you're not sure maybe how good everyone is. Well, usually, I'd say like pick with everyone. The first, if if it's like the first semester, pick the arrangements with everybody. Yes. Um, cuz they'll know what's too hard for them and they'll know what they want to put time into. But if, you know, if you're trying to bring this stuff to them or if you are picking stuff to try out, maybe if if you have to just maybe you're on the air on the side of just a tiny bit a little bit easier and lighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz I think it's really easy if you there was a really hard arrangement of Flying to the Moon we did in Timberman in our last semester and if I had tried to do that uh, actually, now that I think about it, we did a, the really crazy arrangement of God Only Knows from Bioshock Infinite, our mm-hmm. um, our very first um, rehearsal and our first Timberman, uh, the first Timberman group. Actually, that worked okay because it was a group of really solid musicians. But uh, had I brought the even harder arrangement of like um, Climbing to the Moon to the first one, it would have been like, well, first off, this is a five part and we're only four people, so that wouldn't work. But also just just know your skill level and don't be afraid to underestimate yourselves a little bit because it's better than overestimating. It's better than getting deep into a piece and trying to learn it and it's still not working and you have like your first performance and stuff just isn't locking. Yeah. On that note, I don't use the term easy for, mm-hmm. for music. Uh, accessible. I, pre- I prefer the term accessible. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you listen to Crossman's recording of For Emma by Bonnie Vare. It's, it's incredibly simplistic, yeah. but... Uh, it's a good arrangement, though. I simple music done artistically can be more powerful than complicated arrangements. Just that complicated arrangements that you just barely finish and mm-hmm. barely are able to get it, get through it. I yeah. absolutely agree. And then... Um, um, another thing that I would say is when the group is young, uh, don't be afraid to get out there and perform. Yeah. Like, a lot of young groups want to say, no, I want to wait till we're ready. Um, and you will learn more from getting out there and getting your feet wet. Yeah, it's it's okay to go out there and make mistakes. If you go out there and completely bomb a performance, um, you're going to learn from that. You're yeah, going to learn a lot. You learn some valuable lessons, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. And if your members are attractive enough, no one will care. 
that is very true. That's yep. uh, that's more or less what happened with Crossman. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, maybe just to wrap it up, uh, to quote uh, Nike, just do it. Just go make a group. Because no, seriously, because it's so much fun. It is so much fun to make your own group and to like feel really great about doing that and building something. It's an awesome feeling. Yeah. Do it because it's super fun. Just don't do it because I'm telling you to right now. Do it uh-huh. if you want to and you like to. Take that risk, and I I don't think anyone's going to hold it against you if it doesn't work out. But listen to what we've kind of told you today. Really think through this stuff. Go online. There's tons of sources on how to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Think critically about it, and choose your members wisely. Get the right music, and just make good, smart, predetermined choices, and kind of risk it, and mm-hmm. uh, get out of your comfort zone. Make predetermined choices, but risk it. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. you got to do both. Uh, make make premeditated insane risks <laughs> like that guy who just jumped into a net from like the highest who broke the world record for jumping into a net yesterday right yeah like that guy <laughs> like that guy so yeah. if if you have any inkling of a desire to do this i'd say go for it yep uh if the group that you want doesn't exist there already or if it's not accessible to you make it happen yep yep i think that's i think that's the best way to end an episode so Again, this has been Tacapella with your host, John Lampus, and my guest, Duncan Toomey. You can get a hold of the radio station here on Twitter, at Ockerville Radio. Go on our site, find our email, find, because we have a bunch of emails to, for different things. You can tweet me, at John Lampus on Twitter. Duncan, if they want to just send Crossman a message or the members of Crossman just to be like, hey, we were really inspired or we want to hear your music, how can they get a hold of you guys? Uh, you can get a hold of us uh, through our YouTube account, mm-hmm. uh, Crossman Acapella. Uh, also, our Email address is uh, crossmanacapella at mm-hmm. gmail.com mm-hmm. Uh, or Twitter at crossmanac mm-hmm. uh, or through our Facebook page. There you go. And once again, that's crossman with a K. With a K, folks. With a K. K-R-O-S-S-M-E-N. Learned how to spell. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, thanks for listening to another fun episode of Tacapella. Remember, if you want to be on an episode or have any desire to, like, get in on this if you want to if you have an idea for a topic we've already gotten one idea uh message from a buddy who wants to hear an uh episode on acapella careers which is currently in the works uh feel free to tweet me send the station a message uh it'll be awesome and if you want to be involved in acaville please hit us up we're always looking for more volunteers so thanks for listening to acapella with me john lampus and my good buddy duncan to we're going to play this hour out with Brown Eyed Girl performed by the Scattertones. And for everything acapella, keep it tuned to Acaville Radio. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came. Down in a hollow. Playing a new game. Laughing and a running. Skipping and jumping In the misty morning fog All our hearts was open in you My brown-eyed girl You're my brown-eyed girl Whatever happened to Tuesdays are so slow 
Going down to the old man with the transistor radio Standing in the sunlight laughing Hide behind the rainbow's wall Slipping and a sliding, yeah All along the waterfall with you My brown-eyed girl You're my brown-eyed girl Do you remember when We used to sing Shalala la 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 To find my way Now that I'm on my own Thought about it just the other day My, how you have grown I cast my memory back there, Lord Sometimes I'm overcome Thinking about making love in the green grass Behind the stadium with you My brown-eyed girl You're my brown-eyed girl Do you remember when We used to sing 